Big Perk. It's Friday. It's Final Four weekend is upon us. Uh, this is the Betting Academy Hoops edition, another edition of College Hoops. This is going to be our final one because we got a big weekend. Man, how you been, Perk? Last night was pretty dope, right? Out in Austin? I mean, was it? I mean, you know what? I, I appreciate the experience, right? Because it was out of my element. First time ever I, I judged the slam dunk contest. I thought the three-point contest, contest, both sides, women and men, was pretty exciting. Like, they were shooting the hell out the basketball. The dunk contest, uh, I mean, it was a little suspect, but I enjoyed it, though. Like, I enjoyed the experience for us being able to go in there and talk shit, right, judge it, have a little fun with it. And the guy that I picked to win actually won. Of course. No one, right? So, I mean, but it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. You're a better uh, dunk dunk uh, contest judge than Dwayne Wade, I imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat. I still, you know what? So I got a, I got a, uh, the Lockett kid. His family members were kind of going in on me on Twitter, like, "Hey, Perk, quit giving my, uh, my cousin like you doing this to my cousin, like, bro, your cousin just missed three dunks in a row. What you want me to do, my eight? Oh, I gave him a five. Lucky they." <laughs> Look, I couldn't have gave him a one or a zero. I would have gave his ass nothing. Uh, five is disrespectful. That's the lowest score you you should ever get in a duck cup. No, not by you, but yeah, yo, he really messed it up if he only got a five out of you. That's that's on him. Yeah. Perk, what is it about dunk contests? Like, how come we don't get the best dunkers in them? Like, how come dunk contests are always so suboptimal? Like, why? I want LeBron to dunk. I want... You know, like, I, I want Dwight Howard in his heyday to dunk. Like, I want dunkers. Like, you wanted Kobe in it every year, Michael Jordan. How come we don't get that anymore? Well, to me, G, I'm going to say this. To me, it sounds like a lot of guys be ducking. I wouldn't necessarily say LeBron, but a lot of guys, like, this. Is, that's a big stage to be on. Like, it's you, your competition. Let's see what you got. All eyes on you, like. Usually, when you dunk throughout the course of the game, you're on the floor with a team. There's other guys on the floor. But now it's just you, right? You have to take that in consideration. It's just you. So now you know how a boxer feel. Now you know how a tennis player feel. Now you know how a golfer feel. Like, no, it's just you. All eyes are on you. So all yeah. the things is you can't lean on the shoulder of your teammates. This is on you. I think they should have a women's dunk contest. Like you, you get Sedona from the Ducks. Uh, you get Fran from Stanford. Like there's, there's some of them hoopers in, in the in the women's game can dunk. And I think when it's just them in the hoop and they can maybe have some fun with a pump or something like that, or off a of one foot, two foot. I think that I think that'd be a fun dunk contest to watch. I do think in the women's game. I, I mean, obviously, I think you'd get the best athletes dunking. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. Well, let's get into it. We got a, a couple little things, though, to mention. Isaiah Thomas is signing with the Pelicans on a 10-day. Congrats to him, right? Big for IT. Mm-hmm. You, you, right. I love it. You know why? Because this is an opportunity for him to go out there and show, you know, what he's capable of doing. I feel like the Pelicans could use someone like him. Uh, uh, Eric Blesso has not been consistent all year. You know, they've been relying on a bunch of young guys. He could go in and actually get minutes and show what he's capable of doing. Do you think he makes the team going forward, IT? I do. I, why? They got something to bet on? Uh, 
I mean, right? Like, yeah, we'll have to get Sokoli to give us a bet to the future on that because we should, like, I think he'd get a 10-day, maybe another 10-day, and hopefully they can lock him up for the playoffs. I mean, or, or, or at least the play-in if they're in that position, right? All right, let's talk a little bit. We'll talk a little baseball because MLB has some nice news. I mean, some interesting news and a good move on their part to move the All-Star game from Atlanta because of voter suppression that is, that, that is happening in the state of Georgia. We'll talk a little baseball at the end because yesterday was opening day. There's some fun futures. I'm going to be West Coast biased and go like Mookie Betts, Tatis, and probably Mike Trout for MVP. But we, we can get there in a minute. Let's get into Final Four, right? We got a, we got a big showdown in Texas. We got Baylor, Houston. Tell me what you think, Perk. Oh, Baylor first half. Okay, Baylor is going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me tell you why. Okay, first of all, Davion Mitchell, uh, T, and Butler. You need guard play, and we saw this with the Michigan State and UCLA game. By the way, I was dead wrong. Okay, UCLA won. Shout out to all the UCLA fans, Earl Watson, and all them. Y'all be done this Saturday. Because Gonzaga go pop y'all. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. UCLA beat Michigan State and Michigan. They wiped out the state. Good for them. But what I'm saying is they beat Michigan, right? Because Michigan lacked what? Perimeter shooting, perimeter perimeter scoring. There's only so much you could do with bigs, okay? And with that three-headed monster and down there and 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 what is it, Waco? Yeah. The Waco. Yeah. Right? With Baylor. They are a problem. They are a serious problem. Davion Mitchell is the identical twin of, of, of Donovan Mitchell. Butler was a conference, I think, yeah, the conference player of the year. He's a bucket. And then you have two bigs down there with T, right? You shoot that on orthodox shot with the hitch, but he's, he's lighting it up. But they have dogs, okay? They have dogs that are down there rebounding and banging in the paint. And this is what scared me about the Houston Cougar game against Arkansas, right? Wasn't it against Arkansas? They last game they beat Arkansas. In that second half, I think they got exposed, okay? Because they struggled. Arkansas was actually making a run and making the game a little interesting. And they exposed the Cougars to like a 1-3-1 one, one zone. They got a little physical with them. And all of a sudden, I started seeing the Cougars start going on their heels a little bit. So, with all they said done, Baylor first half is a dead boat lock. Take Baylor first half. Whatever it may be. What's the line on the G? Well, the game is Baylor. Baylor is the favorite by five points. Um, yeah. And and by the way, uh, I'm oh. taking Houston money line. I'm just picking Houston straight up. I'm not even messing with the spread. It's only a five-point spread. Money line uh, uh, net me a little more when uh, when Houston uh, uh, advances on to the national championship game. I'm surprised you're taking Baylor, Perk. I know what you're saying. Davion Mitchell just got named Defensive Player of the Year also for the conference. Um, and they've beaten every team they've played by double digits. They have elite defense. You said the guard play is elite. And if they can make their threes, they're really hard to beat. But I don't know. I just got this funny feeling about the Houston the Houston Cougars, and I'm taking the money line. It's plus 184 on the money line for Houston, and then Baylor, obviously, the fi- the favorite by five uh, if you're taking the spread. I don't know. Per- by the way, the o- the total on this game, 134.5. That's a low total for a men's college basketball game, right? But it's because both of these teams play exceptional defense. Yeah, that's why. They're going to be strapping up, both teams. But I, I just feel like, man, Houston, whoo. Yo, well, you heard it. Baylor, take them at the half. 
And, and by the way, I might take Baylor at the half too and still just take the money line and pick Houston to win straight up and well, advance, advance to the chip. Smackdown, but I, I do think that Baylor can win by four. And they only probably have to be up by three at half. I could see that happening. I think yeah. that's a goal lot. So Baylor first half is 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 what I what I recommend. Does what it I, does it scare you a little bit with Houston? And maybe this is why you're leaning Baylor that they haven't beat a top ranked team. Like everyone they beat was like a double digit ranking, Not, by no fault of their own. These teams upset good teams, but it was number fifteen Cleveland State, number ten Rutgers, number eleven Syracuse, and number twelve Oregon State. Has Houston are they battle tested? Have they faced anyone worthy? What I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. They haven't, they haven't really seen that type of action like they about to see from these Bears. But the Bears, they they win it. I'm telling you. Now listen, if you're looking at the total one thirty four and a half according to Fandle, would you take that under? This is going to be a defensive uh, juggernaut. Is that what we're thinking here? Um, so one thirty four. Yep. I wouldn't mess with it. You know, do yeah. listen? You know. I'm scared of the over and unders. Like I, I never get those right. I never get those right. I think it's hard in this case. I think I'm pretty good at predicting the overs in the women on the women's side yeah. Uh, yeah. because because they devalue the the fact that these women can fucking flat out score and they'll put the ball the, the ball in the hoop. Houston Baylor it just seems really low. Like f- for context, UCLA Gonzaga that total is set at 145 and a half, ten points higher than than Houston Baylor. In a in a final four game, I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. But like, what do we look like seventy to sixty? Like that's a low scoring college game, and the spread's only five. If I had to do it, I would take Houston money line, and I would take the over, and I would parlay it. That's what I'm going to do for this first game. Oh, are you parlaying? I am. Yeah, I you get you get me excited about the parlay. I mean, I like it. It's like why not? We're gambling. Like, we, you know, it's fun. I, I'm not going to put a thousand, five thousand on it. I'm going to be reasonable. But I think, like, and that's the thing with a parlay, right? You can put a little less on because the payout's going to be a little, a little higher because, you know, the odds are stacked against you on a parlay. But I'm going Houston money line and I'm going to take the over. See what hey, happens. Hey, look, some, some, some apps, right? Some betting, some betting ways you could actually take. I like that. Take, you said Houston money line. You're taking yep. what the over. Yep. You're taking the over, and you can maybe add Baylor in their first half. Oh yeah, there you go. On a three pick. Now you there got you a go. team that's gonna pay six to one. I might do that. I might do that, and I might put a hundred on it. Houston for the game money line, and and the over. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. Houston, Baylor first half, Houston money line, and then take the over and string those together. That's dope. All right, we got a good one. <laughs> All right, now let's get into to some real shit. UCLA, Gonzaga. This is a 14-point spread. UCLA 14-point dogs to the Zags. That seems a little crazy. I know Gonzaga has wiped everybody by double digits. I do think they can keep the trend alive and win this game by double digits, but I can't see them beating UCLA by 14. I would actually take UCLA with the points. Well, you you going for the game, okay? So yep. I, I know if they give them 14, then they have to be up by probably 10 and a half at the half. I'm taking Gonzaga at the half. I'm telling wow. you that right now, I'm taking Gonzaga at the half. Listen, no one is getting in the way of Gonzaga. 
Okay, and people keep saying this crazy stuff. I hear all these people keep coming on TV talking about, oh, all you have to do is don't turn the ball over against Gonzaga. Newsflash, all right? Gonzaga forces turnovers. They force turnovers, meaning they're at the elbows. When you try to drive, they're at the driving gaps. They're swiping in. They're getting deflections. It's not like teams are trying to turn over the ball. They make you turn over the ball. You can't just, like, they have too many athletes. By the way, this guy, Timmy. Yeah, Drew Timmy. What he did last game, he probably just became my favorite college player. Like, nice. Like, he put he put the young fella from UCLA, UC, USC, in a straitjacket on yeah. both ends of the floor. Like, yeah. talking shit, mixing them up. Like his draft, his draft stock should have went up that game because he, I mean, he was killing him. Yeah, I just like if you look at the matchup of the stars, I, I do think Gonzaga wins this. And by the way, I think Fanduel already has a projected line for the national championship game. They have Zags Baylor, so they're they're in line with what you're saying. Fanduel already opens that line at, at five and a half that the Zags are giving up. So you already have Zags with a five and a half point favorite to win the whole thing against Baylor. I would they, they presume. They got to get through this game, though. But you would think with the stars they have in Kispert and Timmy and Suggs and just the, the athleticism, the fact that they're undefeated, the fact that they've blown everyone out by double digits, you would think they could get this game. So I might, I don't know if I'll take the Zags for the first half. I might do Zags money line. I might take, uh, can I do, can I do Zags money line and take UCLA to cover the spread? Yeah, because I'm going to pick the Zags to win outright, but I'm going to take UCLA to cover. Like Zags win by 11. I win both of those bets. So I think that's what I would do. And I would parlay that too. I'm I'm doing, this is a weekend of parlays. It's called final four for a reason. Let's do it. Yeah, straight up. But I'm telling you, look, Gonzaga is the truth, all right? That very well may be, but that doesn't mean UCLA can't cover, right? You think they're going to beat them by 15? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about all of that. By the, by the way, I was I asked Baron this question yesterday, and he's and and he was like, "Yeah, gee, we, yeah, we're gonna beat Gonzaga too." And I was like, "Oh wait, you mean you guys are gonna cover? It's it's you know it's it's fourteen. And he said, "No, no, no, yeah, we're yeah we're gonna beat Gonzaga too." Like the confidence in B Diddy talking about UCLA is gonna go first four to national championship game is just crazy. No yeah, way that can happen, right? That's what makes it even worse. All the UCLA people I got to hear, K-Love and, and Russ and BD and Earl Watson, like, I don't want to hear that shit. They are losing Saturday, okay? They're losing. Yeah. Pro- probably and probably by double digits, but I'm not sure they're going to lose by 14, 15. We'll see if that line moves a little bit. And by no, the way... The money line, the money line on UCLA is plus seven thirty. So it's just a like, not that you would take them for the money line, but on the the spread plus fourteen, I'm taking that. I could still take the Zags if I felt like there was value in it to win the whole thing. There's probably not, but we'll see. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Let's just while we're at it, let's just go across to the women's right, um, and let's just see because that's tonight. So these games start in a couple hours, guys. South Carolina, Stanford, Don Staley versus Tara Vanderveer. Two number one seeds, two uh, teams that should be playing in the national championship game, probably against each other. I mean, UConn has something to say about that, but this feels like the the heavy bout. This this feels like the the heavyweight bout to me. This feels like the national championship game. South Carolina, Stanford, Stanford's given up six and a half, and the and the total is one thirty three and a half. I, I'm actually not going to mess with that one. We'll talk about UConn, Connecticut. 
I'm not messing with this game at all. I have no idea who wins this game. They're so even. Both of them could win it. Both of them could be hoisting that trophy uh, on Monday night. I really would stay away from this game. But in the second game, her Arizona, Connecticut, Connecticut's given up 14 and a half. I just don't see Arizona losing by 14 by 15 points. Yeah, take Arizona with the points. And I also probably taking the over here. The total is only 128 and a half, according to Fandle. I think that's low by three, four, five, maybe six points at least. That's a good parlay, I think. Arizona with the points and take the over. I like that. I like that. I like that. I might take it. Yeah, do it with me. That's fun. Listen, here's the thing. I got a, I got a question, G. Why is the spread so high with the South Carolina game? Because six and a half is a lot of points to say like they're kind of evenly close. I agree. I, I might lean towards taking South Carolina with the points. Yeah, I think that's what people are thinking because they're, they're like – you would think this would have opened at like one and a half, two point spread, maybe one point, one point. I don't know either. South Carolina is not to be toyed with. Coached by Don Staley, South Carolina is maybe the best team in the country. I get the the legend and the mystique of Tara Vanderveer. I get what Stanford's bringing to the table. But like you look at Connecticut being favored by 14 and a half over Arizona. I just don't. Stanford, South Carolina should maybe be the national title game, and it's a six and a half point spread. I agree. If anything, take the Gamecocks, but I'm scared because they're they're so even and they're both so good. So you could have a, a tight one, or you could just have a you could maybe have like a seven eight point game. Right, I get, I get. You know what is you know what is interesting on the Connecticut game? I think an interesting one to take is Connecticut for the half. No, sorry, Connecticut total points. 71 and a half. So just Connecticut to score 71 and a half. I think Connecticut averages like 86 points a game. So that might be another one to look at just like to make some quick money. My guess is Connecticut is going to score more than 72 points in this game. It could be close. Maybe it's like 75, 76, but they average 86. So no shortage of points. Paige Becker is the first freshman ever to be named uh player of the year. So I would maybe, I would not actually not maybe I'll take the over on Connecticut's total at 71 and a half, according to Fandle. Mm, I like that's it. just me. All right, let's recap college because I think we we put some we we had some some nice little string outs. You take Baylor first half. No. Then then you take maybe you take Houston money line as I'm gonna do, and you take the over and you string those together. No, for even, three. Even though Perk says Baylor's gonna win, I think Houston wins. We'll see what happens. The Zags. Perk likes them for the first half. I like UCLA with the points for the game. So you could go it could go either way on that. We both think Gonzaga is going to win and probably by double digits. On the women's side, I don't know, Perk, you bring up a really good point. South Carolina is probably going to cover that six and a half against Stanford. Um, and I think in the UConn game, maybe we take UConn for total to score 71 and a half points for the game. I like Arizona to cover. Uh, I think it's 14 and a half for the game. Um, and I also like the over for that game as well. I think it's at 133 and a half. Uh, or that one actually might be at 128. That one might be a little lower. Let me look again. And I would take the over on that one. So, yeah, 128 and a half. So that's our recap there. Unless you have something else about college, let's let's move on really quickly to NBA, NBA, but we'll take a quick break before we do that, all right? All right, we'll be right back, guys. All right, the tournament is down to just four teams. It's Baylor, Houston, Gonzaga, and UCLA. If you've been watching from the sidelines, now is your chance to get in on the action. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking you up with an exclusive 40 to 1 odds on all four teams left in the bracket, even the favorites. That's right, new users get 40 to 1 odds on any team to win this round. 
you can win $200 on a $5 bet. I'm taking Gonzaga Houston to get through to the national championship game. I think Houston at plus five is going to upset Baylor. And I think Gonzaga giving up 14 against UCLA. I think they're going to be able to beat them. I actually think maybe UCLA can cover that, but I'm still picking Gonzaga to win the game uh, and move on and keep their undefeated season alive. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and make your first deposit to unlock exclusive 40 to 1 odds. The app is so easy to use, and when you win, you'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with the promo code Betting Academy so they know Big Perk sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook Betting Academy. Disclaimer, it's 21 and over and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. You must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. TN Redline is 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Big Perk, we're back. It's the Betting Academy Hoops edition. We got a big weekend of Final Four. We gave you our picks for the men's and the women's side. A lot of fun parlays to be had this weekend. Let's talk NBA. Perk, I know you're looking at a couple of these games tonight. I think Minnesota-Memphis is interesting. I know you've been talking a lot about Mr. Anthony Edwards. We got Bucks-Blazers, which is is Giannis versus Dame, the, the MVP conversation right now. Um, and then... We could talk a little bit about Clips Nuggets from last night and looking forward to Sunday. We've got a big one between the Clippers and the Lakers. But what do you like for tonight? So tonight, you got the Bulls at the Jazz, right? Bulls haven't been really playing well. Uh, They play well in spurts, but the Jazz at home have been smacking people. And when I say smacking people, I'm talking about 25 to 30-point wins. So I'm actually taking the Utah Jazz first half. I want to secure the bag. The line is 12 and a half for the game, I believe. But first half, it probably would be like eight and a half. They'll be up by 10 on the Bulls. That's that's a fact. Okay. Then you have the Suns against the Thunder. No Shea Alexander. The Suns at home is feisty. Chris Paul going to be on one. So it's probably going to be eight and a half, nine for the half. Suns is going to cover that. First right? half, you like that? Okay. Yep. And then you got the Bucks at the Trailblazers. I know the Trailblazers have been playing inspiring basketball, but I don't think they can match up with the Bucks. okay? I think every time I watch Giannis, he have it his way against him. Drew Holiday is finally looking healthy. I I like the Bucks first half, and I like the Bucks for the game. String them together or just do single bets? Single bets. So that's, that's, that's what I got that I feel is dead bolt locks. Jazz first half, Suns first half, Bucks first half, and Bucks for the game. Yeah, and Bucks are only favored by three, according to FanDuel. Let me ask you this real quick. Bucks Trailblazers, could this be a preview of the NBA Finals? Maybe. Look, I'm gonna tell you this though. I don't I don't know about I don't know what the Bucks are gonna do. They could come out of the East, no one will be surprised, right? Top three dogs in the Eastern Conference, Nets, Bucks, Philly. We know they're healthy. Yep. Let's talk about this Western Conference. Okay. Like, I, it's, it's six teams that could literally come out the West 
And I would say I'm not surprised. Yeah. The Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers when healthy, Portland, mm-hmm. um, and the Suns, Utah, and the Suns. And look, you possibly could have the Dallas Mavericks just making a little noise, just a little bit. Let me ask you this, Perk. Lakers are still the favorite to win the West at plus 140. They're not the favorite to win the championship anymore at three to one. Brooklyn took that, they're plus 260 to win the whole thing. You put out some uh, power rankings um, yesterday, two days ago, actually. You had the Clippers number one, the Nets number two, followed by Jazz Suns, Bucks, Blazers, Nuggets, 76ers. You sticking to that? You like it? Well, right now? Yeah, still to this day. Clippers got beat by the, oh, by the way, the Clippers lost to the Magic on Tuesday night. They ruined the undefeated against the spread and second night of back-to-back bet and trend that I was following. I was pissed about that, but they also lost last night to the Nuggets. Nuggets yeah, are for real. I know, but gee, look. The Clippers coming off a of back to back. They was on a what six seven game winning streak. It happens. Yeah, yeah. it happens. And I that, know. I just didn't want it to happen when I had money on the line. Right, right. I, I I'm gonna call Kawhi and be like, bro. I, I'm, I'm sticking with it right now. Denver for sure has climbed up the ladder. Like my next power rankings, the way that Denver is playing, they're going to be like maybe three. Hmm. Too, the way that they're playing right now, like I'm looking at their numbers and it's like I'm watching it. It's like six, seven, eight guys are finishing in double figures. Like, you know what I mean? Do you can't beat that. No. Do you have Jokic as your MVP front runner now? I mean, he is, according to Fandle, minus 130. He's bunny hopped everybody. Mr. James Harden. Five to one. Remember when he was 40 to one? Dude is five to one now. Who's your MVP? And also, how much does Aaron Gordon coming to the Nuggets help Jokic in the MVP race? Um, Jokic is probably the front runner right now. Um, no, I, no, James Harden still is. Although he got hurt, Jokic is second. Yeah. And Dan- I, I agree. Dan- a little is third for me. Right yeah, and Fandle, yeah, and Fandle has Dame at sixteen to one. Giannis, Giannis at eleven to one. Both of those guys have have climbed the ladder yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like like man, but I, Aaron Gordon, right? Did you watch him against Kawhi last night? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, like I'm not saying he could shut down Kawhi, but he was made Kawhi was like in hell. Yeah, and I was watching Terrence Mann, good, good young player out of Florida State, I, and and really nice. You know, he's he's their Taylor Horton Tucker of the Clippers. We got some nice young stars in L.A. But I was watching Terrence Mann try to guard Aaron Gordon. Hell no. Aaron Gordon is too big and strong for that. Like, you got to put Kawhi's big-ass body or someone. You think if Serge was in there, they would have been able to maybe shut him down. But Aaron Gordon is a problem. I can't believe the Nuggets got him for nothing. And, and you can tell he got, he got, like, it's new life. This is what I'm trying to tell people about about players. When they get new life and go to a new organization, it's like, man, I didn't want to be there. This is what I, like, I don't want people to overreact on what they saw from Andre Drummond. We have to remember, he hadn't played in about a month and a half, you know. Uh, being and he in, lost a toenail. That shit hurts. Yeah, but when he gets in, back into bat, he's in, his body looks good, but when he yeah. gets into basketball shape, 
he's going to be what everybody expects him to be for in the Lakers organization. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so shocked that that Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Some guys get for, taken from really shitty situations, never going to win a championship, not even compete for one in Orlando. Now you have an opportunity to win a championship in Denver, and conversely, you have a guy like Lou Williams who had an opportunity to close out his career on a contender with the Clippers. Now he's up with the Hawks. I'm not saying the Hawks are shit, but like they're not winning a title. I feel bad for Lou. I feel really good for AG. I think. James Harden is still a really good bet for MVP at five to one. I think if you haven't put your money on him already, you should go and do it. There's still good value in it. By the way, Joel Embiid coming back, he's five to one to win MVP as well. So he can make a nice little case for himself. Maybe you want to sprinkle something on that. When do we think LeBron's coming back? He's probably got another month. LeBron is going to take his time. I know that, right? Not another month. Knowing him, he's getting treatment around the clock. I'll say about another two weeks. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like the new look load management, like uh, an injury that LeBron, super, super bionic LeBron, he's our superhero, would be able to recover from in a month. He might take the whole six weeks because you get an extra two weeks just to load manage like legally, right, without having to declare or something else. So it's kind of like, yeah, man, like if you're the Lakers, and now I think Denver might have bunny hopped him, so the Lakers are now in, in the fifth slot. That's okay. Lakers can be fifth or sixth slot, no problem. They just don't want to play in. But if they're five, six, or seven, so so they're so, gonna beat they're gonna beat whatever the two or three or four seed is anyway. Absolutely, I agree hundred percent. And AD be coming back pretty soon anyway, so it just it just it just takes the lackluster out of this weekend's Lakers Clippers game. I wanted that to be big time. It's still gonna be big time. What do you who do you like? But I you, look. I'm taking the Clippers. Yeah. I'm taking the Clippers. I'm taking the Clippers. By the way, PG, I mean, he, he's like, you know what? I'm cool on PG. I'm cool. What do you I mean? Like, want, but like, yeah. like, like, when is it going to stop, right? Like, or is it, is it, uh, I'm with you. I know exactly what you mean. It's like tongue tied, too. It's like, PG, just come on. Like, come on. That's all. Like, you have, he's, he's so good. He could have been an MVP top top five this year. He was playing like it before he went out. I think they're coasting now, right? These are, these are the dog days of the NBA now. As soon as we get past March Madness, all-star break, free agency, everything's done. Or sorry, tr- trade deadline is done. So it's like guys are just going to coast a little bit before play. By the way, playoffs don't start till the end of May. Usually they're mid-April. So guys have this time now to just work on their bodies, get that hyper ice, that hyper vault, whatever he, you know, tonal, whatever he he is an ambassador for. I think PG is just coasting, but I'm with you. Like the pandemic P slander is just not going to stop until he proves to us that it should just waiting for it. When though, when? I don't know. When? I have no idea, Perk. Maybe when Rondo comes back, maybe Rondo is going to kick someone's ass. Like when Rondo comes back, it's a a different ballgame because Rondo demands excellence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, when Rondo's in there, we'll be good. I think I think the Clippers will be good. And I'm with you. I still think they're a favorite, but I have the Nuggets now, like 1A, 1B with the Clippers. Like the Jazz and the Suns, they don't really do eh, it doesn't scare me. Blazers, eh, yeah, maybe. But I think it's all about I think it's all about Clippers and Nuggets until Mr. LeBron and AD are back. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. No, no nuggets. Woo. Now they got AG. All right. Check this out, Perk. Uh Roy Williams stepped down yesterday as the head coach of the Tar Heels. As he should. Like, that should be every coach. You reach the age of 70, what are you still coaching for? 
Like retire, live it, live the rest of your life like 70. You put so much time in 70. Pass the torch. Yeah. 70. Bill Self just signed a lifetime uh, deal with Kansas. He uh, never leave in. God bless America. I know. Okay, yes. listen. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, listen to this real quick. Quentin, Bill Self had Quentin Grimes. Yeah. And couldn't do nothing with him. Like, here it is now, Quentin Grimes, like, they came to Houston and he could possibly be a first round draft pick. Yeah. Uh, never mind. And he signed a lifetime deal. Like, like yeah. Lifetime deal. Like, who does he think he is, LeBron with Nike? All right, well, check this out, though. The next, the, the next coach in North Carolina, Sokoli, he, he couldn't be with us today, but he, he gave us some, some bets of the future odds. And it looks like Hubert Davis is the favorite to take over at North Carolina. Minus 110 is, is our bet to the future segment, right? Ooh. These are odds that our, our genius odds makers make up. Interesting. Jerry Stackhouse, 11 to 1. I think Stack should get a look, right? He should, but will he? I mean... What about, is Lavelle Moten on there? No, I don't see him. You got Wes Miller uh, from UNC Greensboro, plus 350. Steve Robinson, 24 to 1. Um, Scott Drew, 52 to 1. Mr. Your guy, Brad Stevens, plus 9,000. Kenny Smith inside the NBA, 99 to 1 odds. Rick Man. Patino, Rick Patino, 150 to 1. How about Patino? Hell no with uh, Kenny Smith. Hell no. Hell you think of UNC greats. Why can't they give, uh, you know, does James Worthy want to coach? What's Rick Fox? I know he's doing some esports stuff. You know what? Rashid Wallace. Like, Rashid coaches at, at Jordan High School in Durham. Rashid, Rashid was an assistant with the Pistons. Rashid, Rashid is a basketball savant. Give Preach. him a look. Preach. But you know what? He doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. I was I texted him too, just joking around. I was like, "Am I looking at the next coach of the Tar Heels?" And he sent me back like the Ronald McDonald gif, and then he was like, "Nah, gee, I'm a thug." You know what I mean? Like, you're right. North Carolina's probably not going to go there, but they should. Rashid is a basketball god, and he should get a look. Absolutely, a basketball whisper too for kids. Exactly, and that man, I'm telling you, at least bring him on the coaching staff as an assistant. He lives right there. Eh. Yeah. They don't get it. They never will. No. All right. Let's end on this. MLB opening day was yesterday. Uh, we talked about MLB doing the right thing, moving the all-star game from Atlanta because of the voter voter suppression, because of the bullshit out there in Georgia. We don't know where the all-star game will be, but that's a big, that's a big statement from the MLB. Um, so anyway, your thoughts on that. And then we can talk about some futures for baseball. I don't know. I think baseball might be fun, fun to put some money on this year. Well, you have to teach me about baseball because I know absolutely nothing about it, G. Well, we're gonna we'll dig in big time, but we got a guy out here for the Padres, Tatis, the home run god, and oh, anything I, anything you can do to I'm gonna put every, all my money on Tatis, but also I think uh, Mike Trout of the Angels and Mookie Betts of the Dodgers are are our two favorites, maybe for MVP. It's a West Coast monopoly: Padres, uh, <laughs> Angels, and Dodgers. And by the way, and by the way, Dodgers open at plus three fifty to win the whole thing and and defend their title. And then you got the Yankees at plus fifty five hundred. But here come the Padres right behind them at eight to one to win it all. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a fun year. Uh, I think I gotta get more involved. Who's your team? Is it the Astros? Is it the cheating Astros? Hell no. <laughs> you know what? I just to be honest with you, I only watch baseball 
right? This this honest. I yep. mean, I only watch baseball when it's playoff time. That's okay. I think most people are probably like that. It's a slow game. The, yeah. stero- the steroids era really ruined it for a lot of people. The, <laughs> the, the handling of cheaters, as they, as we just saw with the Astros, ruined it for a lot of people. So I'm with you. Baseball playoffs, though, it, it, as we get there and get closer, we'll do some fun stuff with baseball along the way. I think it'll be cool. My team's the Giants, and they suck, Perk. So. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Shout out to... Major League Baseball to the to, to everybody who has something to do with moving the All Star game, and you know what? Baseballs have shown me that they offer was right, right? Like the players, you, you remember last year, right? Guys protested, boycotted the game. What did the baseball players do? Yeah, right there on the front line, follow suit, did what was right. So yeah. shout out to the Major League Baseball because they always standing on the front line. Doing what's right, doing going about the right thing, always putting the community and and everything that's I did that's going on in the world first and what matters the most. Shout yeah, the, the players, you're right. They they stood in solidarity with with the basketball players. A couple of guys even sat out the season in solidarity and also to fight social justice. The players doing it right. The the union not so much. However, you do have to give them props for, for making the statement and moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta because it's just not right to have it there. They're trying to suppress the vote, and that's not what it's about. And a lot yeah. of these players are over that. Yeah, straight up. A lot of people are over it. And we, we learn so much in the communities as players, as a former player, as uh, role models or whatever. You learn so much. You know, more than the vote taught me a lot about voter suppression and what they try to do. And now... People are getting more educated on what's going on, so you can't do it no more. Yeah, you can't do absolutely. It no more. People won't allow, it, and they're going to call that shit out like we're doing. Continue yeah, out. you got to hold them accountable. I got a question as we as we get out of here. Uh, it's just shout out to our guy Garrett. Can the Miami Heat make some noise in the playoffs? They can. They they're can. healthy. If if they get uh, Dragic. Big old depot to be one of them goons. If he come there to be a Baywatch type character or actor, then they're not right. Like he has to be a goon. And I want to know if they're going to get this victor from like three years ago or this victor that we've been seeing over the past couple seasons. Now, if they get the vic that we saw three years ago that took the Cleveland Cavaliers to seven games, was balling out of control was one LeBron James block away from probably beating them, then okay, cool. But if we're not, I don't want to hear it. I don't see that. Depot looked like a goon uh, last night guarding Steph Curry. Yo, that was, that was, he locked him up. He yeah. locked him up. Yeah, I mean, every, you know, every dog get a bone every night. <laughs> yeah, just, just, to, just for fun, to win the whole thing, Miami Heat 30 to 1. To win the East, 12 to 1. Not bad. They could they can get there. They can make some noise. They could they could certainly beat the Bucks again. We'll see what they can do. Maybe they can beat the Sixers, especially if they're not healthy. Uh, Dragic, I think, comes back this weekend. So as long yeah, as long as Depot can can adopt what, what the Miami Heat culture, maybe we got a maybe we got a problem out in South Beach. We'll see. All right, Perk, it's the weekend. Happy Final Four. Happy National Championship. We'll come back next week and we'll get you uh, some more flavor and some free game. In the meantime, check us out. Spotify, Apple, under the Money Grab banner. It's the Betting Academy Hoops Editions. That Hoops Edition. Big perk. It is. Happy Easter. Hey, look. Baylor, Gonzaga, first half. Houston on the money line. Houston and Baylor on the over. Hey, look. 
it's 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 a it's I'm telling you, happy Easter because the betting is good. Yeah. Is good. Get to the Monday. Weekend of parlays. Let's go, big perk. <laughs>